As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week, we're Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Part one. Part one, yes, because. Blessed be, I could not take any more death and maiming. When Dobby was like, Dobby is only trying to seriously injure you or maim you, I was like, fuck, shit, it's real. Yeah. Um... And real quick, Frank, before we get into it, I thought of a game on the way over. You're okay. going to hate it. <laughs> you know the part where Ron sees his worst fear? Yes. Um, and there's the, the weird CGI Hermione and Harry, like... Yes. Naked. Yes. I was like, I'm gonna ask Frank what he would say. <laughs> Frank's like, same thing. <laughs> Although that Mrs. Weasley doesn't love me the most. <laughs> well, like, the thing is, I don't currently have a crush on anybody, so I don't think I really... Frank, it is not about the crush. It is about your worst fear. Oh, my worst fear, then? Um, I'd see a sex doll of myself. Just like, that was I, really front of mind for you. I know what I know what my three biggest fears are. Um, I was going to say that my biggest fear was, is that I'm not as intelligent as I think I am. Um, that mom and dad don't love me as much as I think they do. And then, because he saw three, right? It was the Weasley love thing. Basically, basically, really questioning his masculinity. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, like, um, this actually kind of goes back to the mirror of Erised, where when Ron looks at himself in mm -hmm. the mirror, he doesn't see, like, he sees himself alone, like, and, like, above all others. But I don't think that's, like, about masculinity. Like, this is, like, so truly well, tied I, into his, like, sense of masculinity well, himself. I think, I think that's because it's what Voldemort thinks would hurt the most. No, it's like his fear. Okay. He's like, I see your fear. <laughs> Frank's like, I don't know, he's probably just saying that. <laughs> he's not like the most powerful wizard now that Dumbledore is dead. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I'm not denying it. Like, because it would make sense. Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, no, it, would just, it, would, it would make sense for like a teenage boy to be like, feel challenged in that way. Yeah, because, like, the, your chair is creakier than usual. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, like, scooching around. Oh, okay. Settle down. Oh, because 
I, okay, that would probably be my third fear, that I would be alone forever, even though I'm, like, terrified of connection. <laughs> so, so, like, it's a double-edged fear. Fear like, of being alone, but also fear of being smothered by someone. Two people show up, and they're like, like, do you want to date me? We could be, like, get married, but you're also gonna die, but... but Aren't you afraid of that? But aren't you afraid, Dion? This is confusing. Why am I here? <laughs> and they're like, I'm your perfect partner. Let's get married. And I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, you'll die alone. And I'm like, no, question mark. I'm unsure which is worse. I mean, okay, if we're going based off, like, yeah, I would definitely also be like, one of my biggest fears, big mom and dad don't love me the way, as much as I think they do. And also, like... Like, you'll never accomplish anything of worth. That's Don Draper's uh, biggest stumbling block, is he's like, I stole a man's name, and then I made nothing of it. This is right before he creates the Coke commercial. Because it's just, it's like, um, it's what you would call it, like, I, I've, I, like, my therapist once asked me, like, if you won the lottery and just, you know, were set for life, would you still try and get a book published? And I'm like, yeah, because it's not, it's not as much about, like, the money as it is of just like I want to share my th- thoughts and feelings. I want to make an impact on somebody's life with my words. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Um, speaking of books, um, I know we said last week we we're going to do the Goldfinch. I saw nice the go- transition. I-, I saw the Goldfinch. Did you see it? No, I was going to yesterday, and then I was like, "Well, it's two and a half hours long. I have to watch two and a half hours of Harry Potter. I also want to take a nap, and I have to work." <laughs> yeah, the thing like. I, I, I saw it, I watched it on Friday. It's the it's complicated, because it's not a bad movie, but it's very clear we, there is nothing we can joke about in it, because it is so I, serious. Yeah, it's like, it seems pretty heavy. Also, I really wanted to read the book before I saw it. And that's kind of the other thing, like, from what other reviews I read, like, they're saying, like, the movie takes all the mastery out of it. Um, like, that the book is just so phenomenal, but, like, it just is not conveyed in the movie. And, of course... Which is, like, how many books are we gonna have to make into movies before we realize, like, that's the wave? Like... Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like with Harry Potter, like, you can, because it's, like, an action thrill ride kind of thing. But with this, it's just, And like, also, it's spread out over a bazillion movies, so you have world building. Yeah, like, the Goldfinch, like, I'm like, I'm sure this person has a deep internal life, but it's mostly just Ansel Elgort just kind of trashing a hotel room. I know, it seemed, from the preview, it seemed like a lot of him and the kid who plays younger him, like, lying around and being sad. Yeah, that's a fair thing. <laughs> and I was like... Is this the male my so-called life? Because it feels like it. Uh, I'm joking, Frank. I don't think... Oh, they're uh, my... Are those my sunglasses? No, those are mine. But you can have them if you want. No, I don't need them. I just... I lost a pair of big, like, Jackie O sunglasses and I don't know where. Um, okay. So, uh, real quick, we got a message from faithful listener Jillian. Thank you, Jillian. Um... And she did a thing. <laughs> um, Jillian posted, she, uh, she wrote a wonderful article about the new Miss Monopoly game. Like, an a old take, a new take on an old classic. Um, where is that what they said, or is that your tagline that, for that, it? That's my tagline for it. Okay. But, like, Jillian points out, like, because there's a weird wage gap in the rules. Like, women get, like, 240 for pass and go, and, like... If, if, like, there's, like, chance and community chess cards, like, if you're a man and you write about female entrepreneurs, you get, like, more money than women do. Jesus. Okay, Frank will share that to the Facebook. uh, Jillian already did. Oh, great. Okay, because I was gonna say, like, that sounds so cringy, and, like, something that was definitely born in a boardroom. (laughs) Yeah. Where they're like, what do women love when we point out the wage gap and the inequality in compensation? And I'm like, I do love when you do that. It makes (laughs) me so fucking angry. Yeah, but we are just, like, I'm very proud of you, Jillian. Yes. Thank you, Jillian, for pointing out the hypocrisy in what should be an easy-to-solve problem. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. So uh, If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. That's what I'm telling you, <laughs> girl Monopoly. Yeah, like Julian points out, like, there's no problem in old Monopoly. Like, you just, everybody gets the Except same. Except that everyone hates each other by the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the game. It's and a, so basically everything. It's an equal opportunity friendship ruiner. Yes. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's get into it. Uh, 
Deathly Hallows uh, opens with a bunch of stuff that I'm pro- sure was like coded to things that happened in the book, but I did not read any of the book, not even ten pages. Um, well, the uh, the Hermione thing is only kind of half mentioned by her. Yeah, because what Muggle family died? Uh, some there's just attack on Muggles now. Oh, okay, so we're like in full fascism mode yeah. with uh, you know, he who cannot be named Voldy in uh power because because the Hermione thing with her obliviating herself from her parents memories like I kind of got why that was happening but there wasn't sort of enough in the last one for me to be like oh it's a one-to-one like this is what's happening she essentially erases their memories and takes them like they mention Australia on the news and that's where she takes them so they have no basic recollection that she ever existed it's so sad. Look at, I'm, yeah, it's unbelievably. Can you unobliviate someone? Yeah. Okay. Like they, they said. So this is not like uh, Eternal Spotless or Eternal. Eternal darkness. Sunshine. Is, <laughs> Eternal Darkness is a video game. Um, Eternal, Eternal Darkness of the Fuzzy Mind. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> I was just, I'm not your manic pixie dream girl. I'm just some wo- woman trying to work on my shit too. <laughs> um. Oh, God, the fights in that movie feel so real. <laughs> I saw that movie when I was in a relationship that wasn't working, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, Michelle Gondry of Music Video Thing. Yes. Um, I heard he's a dick on set, though. Would not be surprised. Most, like, very talented and, people like, are. I loved The Science of Sleep. I thought it was really beautiful. I, I didn't think it was, like, as solid a movie as, but it makes sense, because if he's a pill to be in a relationship with, he'd be good at making movies yeah. about that. Um, there, there's a cut scene, they actually filmed it, but they didn't include it in the movie, where Harry's saying goodbye to the Dursleys. Vernon Dursley's just like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, like, when they left, when they're like, we gotta go, come on, duds, um, I was like, is Harry gonna throw a rager? Please let that happen. <laughs> like, that was my first thought, because once a teen, forever a teen. I ha- I've had my own apartment for years, but I'm like, parents are away, time to throw <laughs> total rage. But we never did. Like, I, I remember you saying, you snuck. I was terrified of mom and dad there's no way i'm saying now as an adult i would <laughs> not at mom and dad's house but i'm saying like if i was an adult child <laughs> my parents went away. If, if you stumbled across somebody's house they left on vacation you would throw a richer there you go well the the the, the berkeleys have left for the weekend time to fucking party <laughs> i'm like someone put a lampshade on your head honestly that would be kind of the perfect crime you just have people show up now it wouldn't because then this they def get robbed what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> breaking and entering theft i don't even know what like sort of casual theft is called is it called casual theft no is it a felony <laughs> Probably, but like, <laughs> but no, I'm saying like, they were like, you were so disrespectfully casual. Th- like, here's what you do: you break into the house and you start like you have people start showing up. Then, you, but you have hidden yourself away. Then you show up about an hour in, and nobody will know you were the one who started who the party. Invited everybody. Is it just an open door policy? Yeah. Frank, okay. <laughs> I understand that you are not a party person. You invite, you invite all the teens and the college students. Why am I a 35-year-old woman trying... I would definitely go to jail. This, no, First of all, I am I'm, not... I'm your, saying in this hypothetical situation... Frank's I'm, like, in this hypothetical situation, you're a pervert. Hang out with kids 20 years younger than you. Like, try and imagine you'd be like, hey, other 30 to 40-year-olds, do you guys want to go to a rager I'm throwing at somebody's house? Again, you're not... You've clearly never been friends with degenerates. The answer would be yes. Fair enough. This, we have gotten so far in the weeds because this had to come from... As a teenager, I never threw a rager. So now as an adult, I'm throwing a rager in a a stranger's house, inviting children. (laughs) No, not children. Adults. I wonder what, like, if you had thrown a rager, like, I'm not not sure what my reaction would have been. Uh, you probably would have passed out from fear. (laughs) Mom is like... I feel, I've told mom this, that I feel like due to the fact that she law and order style grilled me when I was a teen, I am so detail oriented. (laughs) Like, at work now, like, I, I just catch little things and people are like, how did you, I'm like, you have to understand. (laughs) Jerry Orbach was basically my mom. (laughs) 
more like Columbo. Oh, just one minute. One minute. <laughs> this this thing, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like every time since he invited a boy over, it's like that scene in High Tension where you're just making sure it looks like nothing was out of place. No, I didn't, Frank. Mom is like the secret police. There was no having boys over the house. Get the fuck out of here. You said that's what you did when they were gone. Like, when they went on vacation. Mom and Dad never went on vacation. We lived together. Frank is making of lies out of whole cloth. I know what you've said. I know what you've said. Where Mom... When did Mom and Dad go on vacation without us? Never! (laughs) They didn't go on vacation. They went, like, away for a while. Okay, so that sounds like a thing people did. <laughs> Obliviate. Go away. They might, they, like, they'd be gone for. Oh my god, whatever. Move on. Back to the He's made up a lie and is now angry at me that he has no I'm facts. I'm pretty sure you said this on the podcast. I will go through every episode to find do it. Do it. Absolutely do it. <laughs> this is just going to be fucking the Korean War all over again. There is definitely a reason I have made out with people in playgrounds. <laughs> Anywho. Um. So there's a part where um, where Dudley, everybody's leaving, and like they like Vernon's like, come on, we gotta get out of here. And Dudley's like, why isn't he coming? Uh-huh. Like, and Vernon's like, have we not made it clear we do not give a fuck about your cousin? He's he's like, Harry's like, no, I need to stay behind. He's like, yeah, but like, and he's like, but you all think I'm useless. And Dudley says like, I don't think you're useless. I am not here for a redemptive arc for Dudley. Fuck Dudley. Fuck his parents. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I think it kind of switched over after, you know, Harry saved his life. I don't care. Okay, well, then you'll be happy to know Dudley and Harry only stay, like, Christmas card relatives after this. Even that. I would just send him, like, a big emoji face, like... (laughs) Um, Anywho, so Harry's just kind of walking through his empty house. He goes back under the stairs and looks at his miniature equine... Uh, figurines. <laughs> Have you posted any Brad Neely? I'm gonna post one today. Yeah, no, you haven't then. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's been a week. Um, and because when it's a good week, you definitely post stuff to the Facebook all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I'm being dragged. <laughs> um, uh, a cadre of Order of the Phoenix people show up. Um, and this is something that was cut out of the movie in the last book. In the last book, a bunch of the Order of the Phoenix people arrive at the castle to help with the fight. Um, one of them is Bill Weasley, who is... I can't tell the Weasleys apart, like, uh, at all. They all look like iterations of the same person. He, he's a banker, and remember Fleur uh, from the fourth movie, the blonde Triwizard contestant? Again, he just looks like the dad, looks like the they're, twins. They, they're, they're engaged. And like in yeah, the, I caught that. In the in the book, like he gets ravaged by Fenrir Greyback, but he's not going to become a werewolf, but he is going to be more aggressive and whatnot. And he's which like, feels so much like that thing that happens in Twilight. Yeah, um, but what, what came first? Can we Harry Potter? Okay, I was like, can we start a controversial Tumblr um, post? But like, there's this whole scene where um, G.K. Rowling's a huge Twilight fan. <laughs> there's a there's a scene where. Um, Bill's, like, all scratched up and scarred and whatnot, and Mrs. Weasley's like, well, I guess the wedding's called off, and, like, Mrs. Weasley and Floor have not gotten along up to this point. How do you not get along with Mrs. Weasley? She's uh, clearly the alpha. Floor is kind of talking, talks down to the Weasleys a bit, because she's a bit richer. Why is he marrying her? She's not... She sounds like a shit. She's... Okay, it's <laughs> it, it's kind of like... She, she's basically like a bloof where she's obliviously talks, talks to them. She sounds horrible. Well, that... Nobody cares for her. Like, the... the, the um Everybody calls her phlegm. Like, but anyway, like, she's like, what, you think I don't want to marry my husband? Because, like, you think I don't want to marry him? And I'd be like, mm, you've been pretty much a superficial fake bitch up to now, so yeah. Because he's all scarred up. Like, all these scars prove is that my husband is, like, courageous. And then they kind of make up and... My eyes detached from rolling back in my head so hard. I'm just trying to give you the backstory. Anyway. And I'm trying to let you know, I don't care for Fleur either. So. Mrs. Weasley for the win. <laughs> the twins. So, um, they can't disapparate with, uh, Harry because he still has this thing called the trace on him. 
Um, Which I thought was really weird. They're basically like, if you're a minor, everyone knows where you are. And I was like, I don't love that. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Like, we've seen this come up and not really had a name for it. Well, that's how they knew Harry blew up his aunt in the third movie. Right. And, like, when he performed the uh, Patronus charm in front of a muggle. Um, and, like, so they can't disapparate or apparate, whatever. I don't know the difference but like so they have to kind of fly him i think it's apparate because later when dobby does it they're like oh you can apparate like in and out of the prison and yeah. dobby's like duh no shit i think when <laughs> i think you can when you arrive you disapparate oh gotcha so um it's there's going to be seven harry potters um besides the normal one via polyjuice potion it's mundagus fletcher um the twins fleur ron and hermione and, like, let me say, whatchamacallit, Daniel Radcliffe does not look like a teen anymore. Like, he is, like, a grown-ass man. He's, like, all sinew. And I was like, the way you guys are casually doing this changing scene feels <laughs> iffy. Like, there was a lot of stuff in this where I was like, that's a little adult. I don't know. Are kids still watching this? Because I feel... Well, the, I actually saw, like, a political cartoon where they show, like... Um, it's like 2001 or so, whenever the first Harry Potter film came out, you see all these kids, like, you know, basically like knee biters running into the film, yeah. thing, like with their cloaks and wands and whatnot, and then it's just like the year this one came out and like they're all just giant teenagers and whatnot and they're all running in. Okay, yeah, because like there is a couple scenes where Harry disrobes and I was like, ah, that is a grown ass man. <laughs> I mean, like, there is honestly a lot of close quarters living and getting changed in front of each other. Well, I'm saying even, like, that weird thing, why did Harry get naked to go in the lake? Whenever he was, like, in his little briefs and he's in the lake and I was like, what is going on? Well, I mean, I've I've heard that's what you're supposed to do to go into, like, freezing cold water. Like... Sure. But did it feel gratuitous as a person that has never submerged themselves in a frozen lake? Yes. I was more confused why he wore the necklace in. The necklace that clearly hates him. <laughs> yeah. So that felt like super Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, I was, the whispery, this fucking whispery jewelry. <laughs> I was like, like, hey Hermione, hold on to this for me. I've gotta go real quick. <laughs> like, or just leave it there. It doesn't have legs. <laughs> it um, does... I feel like it does move, though, doesn't it? It, like, it bounces around, but, like... I feel like it's always whispering, too. I cannot get over how much I dislike the idea of whispering jewelry. <laughs> Susie is sick of whispery games. Here is the other part. Because of the way you say Nagini, when Nagini is said in perfectly appropriate context of the movie, I start laughing. Like, as the professor got eaten after he was like, Nagini dinner! I was like, I, how am I supposed to live like this? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's another horrific scene in this movie. That was horrible. Where they're having a discussion about when Harry's being moved from his house to the borough, which I was thinking about this, like, that's literally the second place they would look to find Harry. I thought that was so bizarre. Also, I thought the shoe house burned down. I mean, magic. You can rebuild it real quick. Okay, okay so I interrupted you with the polyjuice, so now they all look like Harry Potters. Is and Hedwig dead? Fuck! Movie! <laughs> this movie is playing with my feelings. Yep. I felt like Hedwig was killed pretty unceremoniously. That's that's kind of a running theme through the book. Ugh. Like, they were like, oh, Hedwig's dead. Whoops. And I was like, movie? I'm fucking pissed off. Well, that, I mean, somebody, like, when this came, when the seventh book came out, because a lot, like, there's a list, I think it's like 17 or 20 main and supporting characters die in the last book. <laughs> But, like, somebody's pointed, like, it's like, oh, and J.K. Rowling was like, it's hard to kill off all these characters. And then they put George R.R. Martin below her, like, oh, that's cute. But the thing is, like, so, and somebody points out, like, George R. R. Martin doesn't kill that many principal characters in his book. Like, it's maybe... Like, there's death, but it's not, you haven't taken seven books to get attacked. Like, half the time, like, somebody would die. I'd feel nothing, because I'm like, I don't even remember when this person showed up, or yeah. what they were doing. But, like, with the Harry Potter deaths, I can be like, I remember this, I remember that, and, and I hate everything. his parents have always just never been there, all of these people are, like, semi-surrogate parents. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's gonna dig in on kids' feelings. Yeah. Cruel. Um, so, yeah. Also, Hedwig. It, it all, Justice for Hedwig. It all, That's the graphic this week. <laughs> it all goes horribly wrong. The Death Eaters show up and start attacking. Um, they uh, There's a chase, like, because ha- uh, Hagrid's taking him out on the motorcycle. Um, okay, this is how I must have been in some kind of way yesterday. Because even when Hagrid's dumb motorcycle took to the air, I started crying. And I was like, what the fuck has this movie franchise done to me? But it reminded me of when Hagrid, like, first comes to get him. And it's like, Harry Potter, you're a wizard. Well, that's, um, Hagrid says, I brought you here 16 years ago. It's time for me to take you away. And then Mad-Eye Moody is like a real shit about it right before he gets killed. Where he's like... <laughs> Isn't that touching? And I was like, fuck you, I'm crying! <laughs> Not you, I'm crying! <laughs> um, I'm like, touch me! Yes! <laughs> so, um... And Mad Eye gets killed. Um, Again, unceremoniously. George loses an ear. Like I was like, I couldn't, because I watched this so long ago, I couldn't remember if George died, and I was like, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, they show up um back at the uh burrow and like lupin's just like like oh and voldemort shows up but he once again can't kill harry potter their wands do the gloopy star wars thing which he already figured out that's the part i don't get it's like he's like i can't i can hurt him with my wand but i can't kill him or is he using he's using oh he took like the last movie deals a lot with like wands and whatnot um, so, like, he took, takes Lucius, Lucius Malfoy's wand, because, uh, Harry and Voldemort's original wands are twins of each other. Like, um, you know, like, the, they're like, oh, like, uh, Ollivander's like, the same phoenix that gave a feather for Voldemort's wand gave one for yours as well. So... And then, um, whatchamacallit, when he takes Lucius's wand, which is, like, a little ostentatious, it does not need to have a big, like, bottom skull, he unceremoniously breaks off the skull and is like, like, being all weird and sniffing the wand, he's like, mm, what do I sense? Ilm? And Lucius is like, yes. And then he's like, what else? And he's like, dragon heart strang. And he's like, cool, let me kill this woman now. <laughs> Yeah, um, he kills the Muggle Studies teacher while she's begging for Severus to help her. She says Severus were friends, and Severus is a snake, not a Nagini, but a different kind. <laughs> it's awful. I hated every moment of it. Like, okay, knowing the end, I'm like, can there be a redemptive arc for Severus? Because I kind of feel like they're crappy. That's heavily debated, even now in the fandom. Yeah. So. He sucks. Uh, like Because he's obsessed with Harry's mom. The fuck? <laughs> Somebody said, like, you need... Severus Snape, the original incel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not far off. But like... <laughs> you know, if there were internet forums, he'd be like, um, picks a Chad, then dies. <laughs> um, filthy mudblood. <laughs> like, okay... Real talk, do we think that Severus is racist in real life? Like, as Severus, not as Alan Parsons or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Rickman. And not as Alan Rickman. I mean, like, do you think that Severus is the kind of person who says mudblood casually? Yes. Whoa. So he really sucks. Yeah. How many of the wizards do you think are not racist against mudbloods? Oh, God, I just used the word. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because they also use the word half-breed, right? Yeah. Fucking gross. Um, but I mean, like, they have... Again, redemptive art's very difficult when you're a shithead. They have a, <laughs> they have a fucking slur for non-magic people, like... I feel like I have become accustomed to hearing muggles. <laughs> like, I feel like I wouldn't be offended if someone called me a muggle. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not magic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, what am I going to be like, oh, dumb white girl magic? Like, no, that's fucking awful. So, like... By the way, um, since you and I were discussing this, we don't know who came up with hot girl summer, but we love it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been around. I think Twitter. Oh. But I'm also... Not Tumblr. I'm also in love with all the, like, people coming up with new things for autumn. Yeah. 
Like Girl, um, girl, fall. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, Scary witch winter. Yeah, but it's just like... The Wizarding World has some issues they need to work out, even beyond stopping Voldemort. I know. Beyond outright fascism, there can still be some cleanup. And fake Eric Foreman's mom came back, and she's the worst. She continues to be the worst. Oh, that scene is so awful. Okay, so... uh, Hogwarts has been completely taken over by Voldemort. Okay, so that professor, because she's a professor of... Muggle Studies. They don't call it Muggle Studies, They right? call it Muggle Studies. Okay, so it's the... Hermione the, takes it. The and, racism and people are just like... is so ingrained. It's so systemic that it's the title of a course. Yes. Wow. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, so that horrible scene ends. She's eaten by fucking Nagini. And then we get sort of an overview of how Hogwarts... The look of Hogwarts changed too, right? Not, uh, it looks like a fortress now. Like when they're move, or is that the Ministry of Magic? That's the Ministry of Magic. Okay, so Hogwarts, you're like basically not allowed to learn about something that has not been directly given to you by Voldemort. Yeah, <laughs> like every everybody now is sorted into Slytherin. There are no other houses. Um, uh, so I'm assuming what? Quidditch is stopped too. You have to. I mean, all joy. <laughs> so, um. And there's a new head of the school. Snake. Snape. No. Who's that guy who comes to give stuff? That's a new ministry, minister of yeah. magic. Um, we, ha- we have... Flo- These men with the lank hair look so alike that I was like, who is that guy? He looks like exactly like the guy who's chasing people in the woods. We have Fleur and Bill's wedding where um, uh, Harry talks to a bunch of people who are like, Dumbledore's not as good as you think he is. Yeah. Um, and that part sucks. And Rita Snitchworth, or whatever her name is, Zach. Yeah, well, she's back in in mention only. Um, there's also a scene Susie texted me about where she's just like, Ginny should be wearing a bra. No, I didn't say she should be wearing a bra. I said that her dress could accommodate a bra, and she's not wearing one, and has Harry. I don't think anyone should wear a bra. Bras are horrible. But, and she has Harry zip her up, and I was like, what a hippie. She could definitely wear a bra with that dress. And then they make out. And then her brother is being real weird and is, like, nice. And I was like, ugh, I don't like that. And he puts his fucking toothbrush in his ear. It's, what the fuck? If I saw Frank making out with someone, I'd be like, get a room! I wouldn't be like, nice, toothbrush in my ear. Like, it's... It's an older sibling's prerogative. Oh, and Harry is, like, at that night, the night before the wedding, he's like, I'm gonna bounce, because nobody else is gonna die for me. And Ron's like, and he's like, you can come with me, Ron. And Ron's like, we're gonna die without Hermione. He's (laughs) like, also, could you get a fucking hold of yourself? This is not just about you. Yeah. This is about everybody, because, oh, right, remember, Voldemort's back. Yeah. Did you forget Voldemort's back? Because Voldemort's (laughs) back. Um, somehow my father still has a job at the ministry. Oh, wait, so he turns into his dad. No, no, he turns into another random dude. Who looks exactly like the Weasleys! (laughs) We need more diversity in this movie because I cannot tell the white people apart. They all look the goddamn same! (laughs) Um, there's... The the wedding gets attacked. Um, Luna and her father are there, uh, dancing, super fun. Um, and... Her dad... I I initially thought her dad was Michael Fassbender. (laughs) I was like, weird. (laughs) Get, but okay. He's also acting, like, like, completely shady like Michael Fassbender. But, like, like a deaf ear shows up, and he's just like, like, put your hands up, and he just, like, takes off the wig, and it's Magneto. Uh, And he's just like, I don't care for this kind of thing. I thought you were gonna, like, make a joke that, like, because you know how Michael Fassbender shows his dick all the time? (laughs) He's just like, is this the part where I show my dick? And everyone's like, no. Only Harry Potter gets naked nonstop in this movie. He's like, it's time for you to see my true power. He's like, makes a bunch of forks left. He's like, and my other true power, unzip. <laughs> He's like, everybody's seen my dick. <laughs> I've made sure of it. Yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> I bet he found a way to show it in Assassin's Creed, but no one saw that movie, so no one knew. <laughs> He's just constantly laughing about. I know. Or, like, he just, like, makes them have, like, a 
whatever martial arts fight where his pants get ripped off and everyone's like gratuitous <laughs> he's like we've had so much female gratuitous nudity it's time for some male like i'm doing like high kicks and my dick is just swinging around <laughs> high kicks in slow motion i was gonna make a joke that like he's talking to so-and-so in that movie but i cannot remember anyone else in that movie I have not seen that movie, but I've listened to multiple podcast episodes about that movie, and it seems like it makes zero sense. The assa- like, less than no sense. The Assassin's Creed entire thing doesn't make any sense. Um, anywho, uh, Hermione looks wonderful. Um, so does Luna. Uh, Xenophilius is just really feeling that outfit. Um, Who's Xenophilius? Oh, uh, Luna's dad. And he's wearing a necklace that will become important later. Yeah, because I've seen a bunch of people with that tattoo. Yeah. If you have this tattoo. Um, so they arrive in... Uh, Hermione apparates them to London. They go to hide at 12 Grimald Place. They encounter Creature, who's just like, my blood, blah. And Creature is the worst. Creature is like the worst cranky neighbor you could have. Um, though, uh, a point in Regulus's fa- uh, favor... Because he did the whole thing we saw last movie to get the necklace. He um, would not let Creature drink the water. He drank it himself. It's Sirius's brother, right? Yeah. Who? I, that seems like a little bit shoehorned in for me. Wait, does it feel less so in the book? Yeah, I mean, there's like any book to movie, like there's going to be more information in the book. I'm just like, have we heard about Sirius's brother? Yeah, like, there's a whole thing, like... Well, he was mentioned in Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince that he was part of the Slug Club. Um, the Slug Club? That was Slughorn's club of people. Um, and, like, <laughs> Sirius eventually left home and went to go live with the Potters. That's why he became Harry's godfather and all yeah. that jazz. But, um... Yeah, um, uh, and... Creature... Uh, goes to find the guy who stole the real locket. Uh-huh. It's Monica Fletcher. And that's when Dobby shows back up. Um, and they reveal Dolores Umbridge has the locket. Yeah. So it's time for a heist into the Ministry of Magic. And more polyjuice. Yeah. Um, they take out three randos and knock them out and drink the polyjuice potion. And then we find out the horrific way that Ministry employees have to go to work which is standing in a disgusting toilet and flushing yourself to work. It stinks. I'm like, I walk through... Hey, wizards, you know what I do to get to work? I walk through a door. Well, I don't stand in toilet water. <laughs> you would think they'd find a better way. I mean, they have... Also, why are they obsessed with toilets if they just wizard away their poop? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. You have a point. <laughs> oh my god, I'm now thinking of the... That, um, there's this SNL skit called Undercover Potty. Okay. Where, like, uh, I think it's, like, Bill Beck or whatever, and he's like, oh, no. And the voiceover's like, you have a lot of work to do. Ooh. And the bathroom's all the way down the hall. Check your lamp. <laughs> like, like, he pulls up the lamp. It's a toilet. He's like, there, go to town in it. No, Frank, I hate this f- skit. I hate <laughs> that you told me. And you said Bill Beck. Do you mean Bill Hader? No. Who's Bill Beck? I think he's one of the newer cast members. Bilbo Baggins? No. Um, but, like, it, it just becomes very funny. Like, his his office mates are just like, why do you have so many lamps? Because <laughs> like, I just like a lot of lo- light. And like, oh, God, why do these lamps smell so bad? Ew. Uh, Bill Beck is not a person on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know. I Bill Hader is in the sketch as the boss. <laughs> okay. Who is the guy in the um, I'm gonna keep going like cover <laughs> potty? potty. Um, oh my god, somebody else. So oh my god, no, that's Kyle Bennett. Oh uh, no, Beck Bennett. There it is. And Kyle Mooney. Um, <laughs> come by his office to talk to him and realize how bad everything smells. <laughs> Um, anywho, uh, so... I can't believe this skit made it through. And then you made me hear about it. Um, it's a very funny sketch. Um, anywho. Uh, the three randos, um, one of them is, like, Hermione is this, like, kinda, um, is this, like, like, button-down woman. She is grabbed by Dolores to head to a trial where they're trying to figure out 
They're basically interrogating everybody. Yeah. Um, and Ron, it's apparently like Ron's, the person Ron is, their wife, or his <laughs> wife, um, and the, the, the like head of magical law enforcement's like, I would think you'd want to do me a lot of favors considering I'm about to interrogate your wife. And then Eve. Ron's Things like, have gotten real serious. And Ron's just like, oh no, my wife's down there alone. What am I going to do? And Hermione and Harry like are very disengaged from this conversation. And I'm like, guys, you realize people are still suffering, right? <laughs> That's kind of still your problem. Um, so uh, they head down there. Harry gets to like tell off Dolores Umbridge and stupefy her, which was amazing. Yeah. Because she sucks. Uh, yeah. And just to run this out there, Susie, um, she ends up in, pr- in prison for the rest of her life for this. Nice. Um, I don't believe rehabilitation it, rehabilitation is possible with her. Yeah. She's an evil, terrible person because, and I like, dislike the, her. From what I've heard, like she wasn't even a Death Eater. She just liked what was going on. She's like, I'm willing to collaborate. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's the noise I make about that. So they get the locket. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bad noise. Uh, Hermione uh, apparates them away, um, and Ron, Ron gets splinched, and it's awful. He's like suffering, and like I. So it felt almost too realistic, kind of like how disengaged Harry is from all of it, where he's just like, "So when can we get moving?" And she's like. I'm healing Ron. Like, I'm doing the best I can. But it's, I mean, I feel like this whole movie is, like, really difficult because it comes down to, uh, like, we're very, our, the characters are very much in survival mode at this point. So, like, there's not a ton of room for empathy. And um, tempers are really short. And there's, like, so much suspicion. Like, even in that first scene where they have all the Harrys and then they get back to the shoe house, they're all like holding wands on each other and trying to get people to prove that they're who they say they are. I agree with that fully. And I would also add like now, like in every other movie, the three of them, their motivations have always been the same thing. Like we need to save the school, stop Voldemort. Yeah. All of a sudden, like with things kind of at the edge, like, and, like, with everything that's going on, like, Ron's going to be like, my fam, I have a family to worry about. Yeah. Like, and, like, Harry's just like, we need to do this, and no matter what the cost. And Hermione's just trying to, Hermione, I feel like, basically becomes the, like, humanity and heart of the three of them. Yeah. Like, in this, where she's just like, I, like, we need to take care of each other, we need to stick together, we are losing sight of this. And she has the most logic, always, where she's a, like... Basically, like, calm it down, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they all start. They they after a few days, they get they they have a close call. Some snatchers. Um, they, I they there are so many names for like abductor, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know that the Death Eaters are the followers of Voldemort, yeah. and then the. I keep thinking Desperados. That's not <laughs> Dementors. It. The, the Dementors. <laughs> They're still kind of in the picture, right? The Dementors were actually at the trial, like, hanging over the, um, So, this the is the thing. If I see a black cloud, I can assume that's a Dementor, right? Yeah. There's never other stuff that makes black smoke, right? The the Death Eaters do. God damn it! What? <laughs> de- Can't someone just be pink? <laughs> like, I think... She's never had a, I mean, a cloud smoke. I mean, I need differentiating colors from my cloud smoke. <laughs> like, all, like, I just imagine, like, a bunch of, like, rainbow clouds showing up to, like, fuck you up. Like, well, which would be fine. But I'm like, I think those are Dementors, but then they turned into, like, wizard parents. I'm not sure. Because that's the other part. Most of the Death Eaters are parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, somebody, like... That's the thing, like, um, I think in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, or maybe, might have been also just a fan fiction, somebody point out, like, the Slytherins didn't fight in the final battle, and like, yeah, our parents were out there, like, would you fight your parents? Yeah. Like, how brave do you need me to be? Um, so, they, they can't apparate because of Ron, and they just start walking through England and whatnot, 
and they're each taking turns to wear the uh, necklace. And Ron um, is very clearly not happy. Yeah. And um, Harry's... This felt, like, super L-O-T-R, too. Um, uh, he's listening to the radio to make sure... Like, it, there's a underground radio station, and he's listening to make sure he doesn't hear anything about his family. Imagine that Christian Slater also ran that radio station. I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, pump up the volume. A teen movie, even though Christian Slater looks like he's fucking 45 in it. But we should definitely do that one. All right. Um, it's going in my month. It, the thing is also, I'm now just used to Christian Slater on Archer. Um, Wait, who's he on Archer? He's Christian Slater. Working for the CIA. What? <laughs> I am so behind on Archer. What, what I do love is they, they're driving around uh, California and... Um, Archer basically gives a 90-second history of the CIA and all the awful, shitty things they've done. Which is a lot. Yep. Saying a lot. I just had, poo, a brainstorm. Um, <laughs> we need to do a Christian Slater month. He used to be a teen heartthrob, even though he has always looked the same. <laughs> Christian Slater is an avatar who never ages. Well, he was in Heathers, wasn't he? He was our psycho in Heathers. He was in Pump Up the Volume. He was in True Romance. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to figure this out. Um, So, uh, everything kind of comes to a head one night where um, Ron yells at Harry, like, or, like, they realize they need to get the sword, because they can't destroy the the locket, and they realize they need the sword of Gryffindor, and Ron is just like, I'm not pumped that we have to go find yet another thing. Like, Ron's like, I'm bored! (laughs) <laughs> and Harry's just like, did you think this was going to be easy? We'd find a Horcrux every other day. Like, we'd be staying in five-star hotels. Um, He's like, um, could you get very real? <laughs> um, Harry, uh, and, like, Ron's like, I thought you knew what you were doing. And, like, they end up fist fighting. Hermione, like, breaks them apart. And Ron's like, I'm bouncing. And looks at Hermione to come with him. And... Like, Hermione's like, we need to find the shit. And Hermione's like, do I have to bring the logic again? (laughs) And Hermione's like, you know what? If I had just done this with Ginny and Luna, I could have gotten this shit done in a half hour. (laughs) She's like, ugh, again, brought down by men. Um, anyway. Did you know that they made a Suicide Squad movie in 2008 called Suicide Squad Hell to Pay? Yeah, it's an animated movie. Oh my god, I'm so excited about this. And when, I am so, so smart. And when uh, DC does things via animation, they do it really well, because that's where all the nerds live. <laughs> They're like, oh, excuse me. I'm, basically, I, I, <laughs> Danny, Danny and I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Batman, and it was a lot better than we thought it would be. Was it better than live-action Suicide Squad? Oh, Definitely. Wow. Like, and, like, it's just, like, all these people gushing about how much they love, like, they're like, what this cool thing, and this cool thing, and this cool thing, and, like, they made a good movie from it. (laughs) I may or may not have us watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live-action movie, not the latest one, the original one I saw as a child, um, from my mom, which still holds up except for one really racist part. (laughs) (laughs) It still holds up except for that incredibly racist part. There's a part... No, I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> okay, so... Whatchamacallit, uh... Hermione has a little magical rucksack, and she's like, Harry, I gotta do some shit. Put up a tent. And he's like, where am I gonna find a tent? Smash cut, they have a tent. <laughs> but she pays, In D&D terms, she has what's a bag of holding, where it just holds everything, and it still weighs the same. <laughs> so, then... I'm trying to think. Um... There's, like, a lot of them just, like, hanging around and being sad. They danced to a song that was clearly about being freed from slavery, which I thought was, like, maybe in the tiniest bit of bad taste. Um, it's Oh Children by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, okay. Also weird that he's a person who sang that song. Um, um all of this makes me nervous. <laughs> and they, I kind of want to lay face down on the floor they right re- now. <laughs> they realize they need to go to Godric's Hollow, where Harry was born, um, where his parents are buried. And Hermione's like, you motherfucker, they're going to expect us there. He's like, mm, going anyway. And she's like, well, they, oh, this is really, you're a liability. This is really, I thought, kind of funny part, where 
Harry has to, like, convince her, and she's like, well, I guess we'd have to go there eventually. And, like, she has her back turned to Harry, and does a little, like, arm pump, like, yes motion. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I convinced her. Um, he, and they, little does Harry know, he will never convince Hermione of anything. <laughs> um, they show up there, uh, they go to the grave, they see a name, Ignis Paravel, um, and then they also see Harry's um, parents' grave. Hermione magics a wreath of flowers on it. They also realize it's Christmas Eve. Um, and oh, yeah. Like, in the most aside type way, though, where they're just like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. Well, I mean, they also, there's also a part of the beginning where Hermione's just like, oh, Harry, it's your birthday, and we made a cake. And Harry's like, Hermione, really appreciate it, but we have stuff to do. And she's like, right, perspective. She literally says, right, perspective. Um... They fall. But I understand that because, like, as a person that is consistently keeping task lists in my head, everything kind of ranks as the same level of importance, and I'll be like, "Fuck, I forgot this like minor thing." Meanwhile, there's all this other stuff going on. <laughs> when you become a serial compartmentalizer, it becomes difficult <laughs> to understand the weight of some things versus others. You're in a car chase, and you're like, "Shit, I need to get cat food." I was like, I "Forgot to put those clothes in the dryer." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. They, they follow a old woman to her house, and it turns out to be fucking Nagini in an old woman suit. In an old woman suit. She's magic, Frank. Okay, but it's still confusing. What was the blood on the ceiling? R.I.P. that woman. <laughs> yeah, but it's also confusing to me, because, like, couldn't you just, like, put a, use polyjuice potion on a person that can talk and act... so much funnier if it's Nagini, though. <laughs> yeah, but she just... Nagini! She just bursts out and, like, starts constricting Harry and Hermione, like, fights her off. Um, and... She's like, that's my hoe! They, they apparate away and they're back... They're in the Force of Dean um, where... Uh... Never mind. Um, Hermione talks about her parents and is like, even if I brought them here, they wouldn't remember this and they wouldn't remember me. Yeah. Uh, and then Harry's wand has also been shattered. Yeah. Um, so this is where Harry is on watch. He sees a doe, Patronus, and he follows it to a frozen lake. And in the lake, he sees the sword of Gryffindor. So he takes all his clothes off. Yep. Um, Slowly. <laughs> breaks through the ice and, like, tries to get it. And the necklace is just like, nah uh <laughs> Necklace is like, here's where I drown you. Cool. And all of a sudden, a hand grabs him, pulls him out. Ron's back. Yeah, and they really, really paint over this, where they're like, how did you get the sword? And he's like, it was a whole thing. <laughs> um, you'll find out where the sword came from. Because um, Ron did not bring the sword. Because hmm. if he did, that's some, like, Lois Lane at the end of fucking Batman v Superman levels of stupidity. Where she throws the, the fucking kryptonite spear into some water. And then you're like, you're gonna have to get it later. And like then she has to get it later and you're in your ounce. <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why was this in here? Martha. Um, anywho. Uh, Ron, after, like... Imagine they, being shocked that your mom has one of the most uh, popular names. <laughs> and that someone else's mom has the same name. <laughs> Would you just like that her? It was, like, it was an incredibly common name in the 50s. <laughs> Everyone else is a Martha. That's why sometimes they're a Peggy. <laughs> or is that a Margaret? Margaret. Uh, unimportant. Um, like, they open up the locket using, uh, Harry, Harry opens the locket using his parcel tongue, and Ron, after seeing just, like, the most smokiest Harry and Hermione just rag on him for a good long minute. Like, Going to town. <laughs> they start making They do not out. need to be naked. No, not in the least. <laughs> I was like, uh, they're still children. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, still you children. Know, I saw this when I was 17, and I'm like, I was the same age as them. I'm still like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> Frank's like, titties. God damn it. No, I didn't. <laughs> Two D's, only one T. T-I-D-D-I-E-S. Titties. <laughs> Frank's so sad. Okay, so like, we're kind of getting... the. It's... I had no idea of the pacing of this movie, because it basically just ends in media res. It's like, and I'm over. <laughs> they go to see, uh, they go to see Mr. Lovegood after Hermione is super pissed at Ron for a while. Well, yeah, she's, like, yelling at him, and she's like, you can't just come back here 
And you know what is so funny? That was the only part I remembered of this movie. Because even now, I'm still like, yes, bitch. Like, the, part, the only part I could relate to was being mad at your shitty boyfriend. Um, there's a whole thing where, like, Ron's like, oh, I, like, open the deilluminator, a ball of light, enter my chest, and Hermione just kind of gives him this look like, are you fucking shitting me? She's like... Cool. Guess what? We were fighting for our lives literally every other hour. Um, Glad you had a spiritual trip on the way here, you dumbass. It's, it's, it's just, I would also be yelling at Ron. It's, it's like if you fought off a criminal organization and then your friend came back on... From it was a, like, I walked real far. I'd be like, fuck you. They were like, I had such a spiritual time in like Tibet or whatever. And you're just like... Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bully for you. Um, they go to see Mr. Lovegood. He tells, uh, they read the story. He explains the triangle with the circle and the, the What was the thing with the T? What was that? He was trying to keep them there as long as possible. But, like, trying to keep things normal and offering... By not giving them water for tea. Just trying to lay things. Weird. Okay. Um... Did he know that his daughter had gotten taken? Yeah. That's why he betrayed them. But she... They didn't give Luna back. No. Like, that was the... Th that's why... Okay, this is another thing they don't explain in the movie. He, um... They, you can't say Voldemort's name anymore. Because if you say it, it basically sets off a alert that, like, these people are here... Because only people willing to challenge him would say his actual name. Okay, so, um, that being said, why is his daughter in jail and he's fussing around with waterless tea? He's trying to keep Harry, Hermione, and Ron there as long as possible so that the, the deputies can show up and attack him. Attack and him. then they'll bring Luna back. Yeah. Huh. Luna would not agree with that. No. But, like, he's a parent. And he's I know, it's desperate. a parent's prerogative. So then, now they're in jail. Um, well, they fuck up Harry's face. Um, there's, like, uh, they tell the, the tale of three brothers. The three Deathly Hollows are an invisibility cloak. Um, the, Which Harry already has. The Elder Wand and the Resurrection Stone. Um, I also did not like seeing Voldemort open up uh, Dumbledore's grave. Yeah. That was spooky. <laughs> um, so, and uh, there, there's a run through the woods as they're being hunted by Snatchers. Um, and when Hermione basically realizes they're not getting away and zaps Harry in the face to fuck up his face, um, so they can't tell it's Harry. Which is really weird because they keep being like, oh, you're so ugly. And it's like, that man is clearly afflicted. <laughs> <laughs> um, they take them to Malfoy Manor. They're locked in the basement. They, uh, Bellatrix Strange keeps Hermione up. She's so evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she carves mud blood into her arm. She's obsessed with that dumb sword. Um, because, I can't remember that little goblin's name, and I feel so bad. Um, fuck, I, near can I? He's actually played by the same guy who plays. Um, it, it's Warwick Davis. He plays both Professor Flitwick and this goblin. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Luna's there along with Ollivander. Um, Harry Luna nonplussed constantly. I mean, completely unconcerned with what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just like you. She's just like, oh, Harry, what's up? Hasn't been hanging. Great. Um, Harry has had this piece of a mirror that he's been looking into and seeing somebody looking back at oh him. Oh my god, when she's like, well, that's a curious thing to keep in your sock. <laughs> like, Luna, this man's a maniac. Have you not caught on? <laughs> um, and, like, Harry calls uh, Dobby to him, essentially. <laughs> and, like, he's like, oh, Dobby, you can operate in and out of this place? And he's like, yeah, I'm an elf. Yeah. Like, and, um, they, he takes hands of Ollivander and Luna, and, um, she's like, ready to go, sir. And he's like, sir, oh, I like her. Which just makes it sting so much more when they fucking kill him in two minutes. Um. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. They escape, uh, Harry and Ron escape, go upstairs, um, rescue Hermione. There's a fight, um, it ends with Bellatrix holding a knife to Hermione's throat, and then you hear a creak. Oh my god, that was so funny. As Dobby undoes a chandelier and it just topples to the ground. And like... Dobby is gonna aspirate them all. Apparate. Apparate them all out. But Bellatrix throws a dagger 
and like looks so pleased with herself not knowing the results they all apparate to a beach and then Dobby dies and the movie just ends <laughs> um Harry uh, does say he wants to bury um, Dobby but do it properly without magic <laughs> and like like can't deal with this <laughs> And it, because, like, it's fucking awful. He's like, like, it's good to be in a beautiful place with my friends. And I was like, (sighs) (laughs) well, like, Ron is, like, trying to help Hermione, and they just hear, Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm, like, crying. I can't even deal with this. This is, like, this is some dirty pool. Like, I want to go back and listen to the episode and see what you originally said about Dobby. I'm sure I said some shitty stuff. I'm not a perfect person, Fred. Um, I mean, I thought Dobby was annoying in the second book, too. But then, like, at this end... The socks and the bed and all that shit. Okay, once again, another spoiler for the ending. There... <laughs> it's like, spoiler of the socks? That was, like, ages ago. No, no, no. Though. Like, um, during the Battle of Hogwarts, like, there, there comes a scene where Creature shows up and basically rallies the house elves... Of Hogwarts to fight against the Death Eaters. Aww. And he's just like, for Regulus! For Dobby! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I... Like, which would be terrifying to see a bunch of those creatures <laughs> just with knives coming at you. I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> like... This is your house now. <laughs> so, I cannot wait for Lifetime Movie Month. I need to be back to <laughs> two-dimensional characters with no death and no attachments doing dumb shit. <laughs> this... A movie about a magical world is too real. <laughs> why, do, why do I care? I know! I just need to see people push each other down the stairs and then do something, like, totally unconscionable. With no motivation and no ties to anyone. Yeah. Um, Show me some bad moms and some evil stepdaughters, please. I'm begging you. Like, the... <laughs> My, my housemate and I, he had just finished playing this uh, recently released video game. I won't say the name of it. If you want to know my feelings on it, write to me at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. But I, and then I will answer as Frank and be like, I love video games. Um, AAB press start. And like, we were, we're both just sitting there crying and I'm just like, I shouldn't care this much. Why do I care this much? Because then I feel like an asshole. Like I'm... <laughs> So, because the weather's been nicer, I've been leaving the window open for the cats, and my my living room's, like, real small, there's just, like, the couch and the armchair and the TV, and so, like, I'm sure you can hear the TV outside, and I'm just, like, crying, like, crying from Harry Potter and this dramatic music, and I'm like, because sometimes there, my, um place is kind of by where the school lets out too so sometimes the teens will just like talk to the cat and like look in my window <laughs> like they're just gonna see like a grown-ass woman like crying <laughs> from harry potter i mean like so i was working from home on friday and so yoshi was like he just yells at passerby sometimes i'll be like meow and this teen was like what the fuck are you looking at <laughs> and then they circled back and i was like Yoshi didn't care, and I they I guess went to look at him again. And I was like, "Be nice to Yoshi." And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but okay, so I feel spent. <laughs> if you have any thoughts about Harry Potter, um, or you just want to write us, you can write us at realteengirlstalk at gmail dot com. Um, Frank has another podcast. It's called I Hope I Can Make It Through. They are in season four of Degrassi. It's with his friend Donnie. Yep. Um. I haven't watched the episode, so I'm not sure what happens. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He also has a YouTube video, uh, channel, Sir I Will Challenge, um, and he'll put the links in the bio. Uh, he does fanfic stuff and uh, mental health stuff, and you can follow me at Susie Bobuzi on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we also have a Facebook group. And also- oh, yeah, Facebook group and page that Frank is going to post so much stuff to today. I just made direct eye contact with him and he withered. <laughs> Yeah. Frank could like <laughs> throw me across the room, but you would never know the way that he reacts with it. Um, okay, so until next I'm week. Hurt Susie. Oh my god, I'm so dramatic. I, no one's saying you would. Um, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Frank and Coda. Team, Team Coda. Coda.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.